Welcome to From Our Vantage Point. My name is Nav Negra, Communications and Events Manager at Vantage Point, and your host. Today we are joined by my friend and colleague, Mark Friesen, to discuss public policy advocacy and chat a bit about why Vantage Point has delved into this work. Mark has been with Vantage Point since 2014 and spent his first four years as the consulting manager. In that role, he worked one-on-one with not-for-profits in all sectors, doing governance reviews, strategic planning, and capacity building. In 2018, he took on a new role as Director of Capacity Development and worked with Vantage Point's Executive Director, Allison, and Government Relations and Membership Coordinator, Miranda, to launch Vantage Point's Government Relations and Advocacy work. Later this month, he will be moving on to become the inaugural Executive Director of the Columbia College Society, BC's oldest university transfer educational institution, with a mission to foster student success, build a desire for lifelong learning, and provide pathways to higher education. So we thought we'd better sit down with him before this new adventure. Hi, Mark. Hi, Dev. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about public policy today. I bet you're really excited to get into this work. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. So we're going to start with a really simple question. What is public policy? Yeah, that's a great place to start. Broadly speaking, and most simply, public policy can be understood as simply things that governments do. So that could be anything from passing laws or regulations, or it could be actual government programs where the government is administering a particular program in a community or in one part of the province or in several parts of the province. Or it could be government spending priorities, such as the priorities that are articulated every year in the budget. It could even be thought of as things that government decides not to do. Mm-hmm. So government deciding you know, not to invest or to directly provide a specific program to citizens could be thought of as a public policy decisions. So everything I just mentioned could be thought of as public policy. Mm, nice. And so where does the advocacy part come in and what does it look like? Yeah, so advocacy is really important if you keep in mind all the many things that I just listed out. So public policy can mean a lot of different things, everything from what government is not doing to government spending priorities to programs. And the reality of it is, despite their good intentions, folks in government, typically elected uh, government representatives, public servants, They don't always have all the information that they need to make good public policy decisions, and they simply can't be subject matters, subject matter experts, pardon me, in every sphere of study of interest and impact that might be out there. So because public policy can take so many different forms and because it can impact communities in so many different ways, it's really important for those making public policy to simply hear from people who may have expertise or opinions or information that would be valuable to making uh, particular policy issues. For example, if government is going to contemplate legislation or regulation around the use of snowmobiles in the province of BC, it would probably be important to talk to some people who ride snowmobiles or to people who live in communities or live close to places where snowmobiles may be uh, used or driven. That'd be far preferable for them to hear from folks in both those cases rather than, you know, try to go in a back room and make a decision around public policy that would impact snowmobile use in isolation from others. So at Vantage Point, we're pretty keen to see organizations engage in public policy because many organizations are subject matter experts and there's many individuals out there with particular expertise in areas where the government is making public policy decisions. And we really want government decision makers to hear from folks with that expertise. So it's kind of like making sure that the individuals who are actually doing the work get their voices heard and heard loud enough to actually make a difference. 
Absolutely, absolutely. The the other part of that I would say is we do live in a in a democracy or you know at times lately it feels like possibly a struggling democracy but at the very least an asp- an aspiring democracy. Yeah. And as part of that in our current system every election political party parties do put out their public policy platforms mm-hmm. and in an ideal world you do have citizens voters yeah. before they go to the ballot box ideally they can do that somewhat informed by public policy, somewhat informed by, again, people who are going to be impacted by public policy decisions. So again, to use the snowmobile example, if people have an opinion about selecting their candidate on the basis of who's going to support their use of snowmobiles in their communities, hopefully they've gotten some information from folks who know what they're talking about or have some expertise in that area. So we would say in that scenario, it's important that those who have an opinion and information to share about that issue are sharing that and are advocating for good public policy that'll be in the in the public interest. Right. That's actually very interesting to know. And say that you're in an organization that hasn't done public policy work before. And I, I think of an organization like maybe a housing type of organization or one that's kind of, um, you know, boots on the ground. Where do you begin? Yeah, that's a great question. The best place to start is really focusing on what are the areas of your organization where you have some expertise or thinking about the people in your organization, where do they have expertise and knowledge? And that could be lived experience. It doesn't necessarily need to be formal training or formal certification. And I think that's really important to keep in mind, mm. especially when you're thinking of many public policymakers. Many of them end up in positions of uh, decision making because of some formal certification that they've gotten. So it's especially valuable to hear from folks who maybe have experience that's not the formal or conventional kind. So it's really valuable for policymakers to hear from folks with lived experience. So I think that'd be the first step is saying, thinking as an organization, what are areas where we're really knowledgeable? We really have good information or expertise wherever that expertise comes from. Mm -hmm. And then to be thinking about what are the areas of public policy that are close, really closely aligned with your mission. And once you've done both those things, I think any organization contemplating getting involved in public policy advocacy, to keep in mind that policymakers, they really want to hear from you. So sometimes we can get caught up into this perception that it's it's almost a a gift to us Mm -hmm. to be invited to participate in public policy discussions, but it's oftentimes the opposite. Folks who are either public servants or elected representatives they know they don't have all the information that they need about every conceivable public policy decision that they'll be involved in. So many times they really appreciate hearing from subject matter experts or people with an opinion. If it can be done in a constructive, encouraging, and supportive way and supportive environment and supportive conversations. If that can be the case, then public policymakers, they're really happy to hear from you. And in point of fact, one of the folks that we worked uh, with here at Vantage Point in doing some public policy advocacy in 2019 reminded us that oftentimes nonprofits, when they're sitting down with either elected officials, MLAs, or even public servants, many times that's one of the best meetings that they're going to have that day because it's one of the most encouraging and it's some of the best information that they're going to get are from nonprofits or leaders of not-for-profit organizations that are working in a particular space. So I think really identifying the areas where you've got expertise and then being really confident that decision makers and policymakers, they really do genuinely want to, to hear from you. The second part of that, I think, is once you've identified your areas of expertise is to identify, okay, who are those policymakers? So at the beginning, I outlined you know, a whole bunch of different types of public policies, everything from making regulations to legislation to government programs to government spending and you know, things that our governments are not doing. Mm-hmm. Once you've, so that's a broad range of, of things, and you can't possibly talk to every policymaker that might be right. out there. So once you've identified, okay, we've got subject matter expertise in this thing, 
and it's really a public policy in this area are really important to our mission to then to say to ourselves, okay, who are the people that are could have an impact on those decisions? Right. So in 2019 for Vantage Point, we decided to try to inform the government's decision-making and thought process around the administration of community gaming grants in British, in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Those are administered under the Minister of Housing. So in, in, the case, in that case last year in 2019, it was Minister Robinson, who's the Minister for Housing, that it made sense to meet with because community gaming grants were within her portfolio. Mm-hmm. Likewise, at one point, we wanted to raise awareness around the gathering information of our nonprofits that were registering with the corporate registry. Well, in BC right now, uh, the corporate registry is under the Minister of Citizen Services. Mm-hmm. So to provide some information in that regard, in an area, again, where we had some expertise, we met with uh, Minister Jenny Sims at the time, who was at the time the Minister of uh, Citizen Services. So overall, I think first steps, put it simply and bluntly, what are the areas where you've got some expertise or information? And then, okay, who are the policymakers who could benefit from having that information? So it takes a bit of research and understanding, you know, who the MLA is that you need to reach out to. So it's a bit of temperature check is what it sounds like. And also really knowing and understanding like who it is that you want to reach out to. So not just going to like the closest MLA to you. That's actually, that's a really good question um, or, or a really good point now. I think doing that preliminary research is really important. So who are the right policymakers? But also, I think, coupled with that willingness just to have some conversations, because mm-hmm. maybe you don't know or maybe it's not clear from the website. Actually, to use the gaming example, it's not that was difficult information to find that actually gaming was under housing because yeah. to some extent that kind of doesn't make sense for them to be there. And we, we there were some folks in government at the time who kind of admitted that, that that portfolio assignment wasn't completely logical or sensical. So it took some fine, some digging to realize that, that which ministry we were supposed to be talking to. So having some conversations simply to find out, okay, who is the right person to go to? And actually the, the point you just raised around speaking to your local MLA, that may be a very good place to start, but simply to start to find out who is the right person. So not to necessarily do the policy advocacy um, or raise the specific issues that you want to raise, but simply to find out what is the best chain. Because your local MLA, they should be able to... First of all, they should definitely be willing to meet with you if they're right. lo- your local MLA. And secondly, that's one of their primary roles is to help people in their constituencies navigate government. So many MLAs uh, should be and are very happy to meet with constituents and point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And they're quite re- their local offices are quite happy to do that, whether it's the MLA themselves or the local constituency association, pardon me, the local constituency representative assistant who's uh, located in the office. So I think both those things, research and then just open-ended conversations to find out, okay, we've got this issue and this expertise. What's the best path to sharing this with policymakers? Right, absolutely. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Humanity Financial Management is a CPA firm dedicated to helping Canadian not-for-profit, charitable, and social enterprises build capacity for strong internal financial management. Humanity Financial Management's part-time controllers and CFOs provide support for budgeting, reporting, audit preparation, policies and procedures, and internal controls. Their results? Financial risk reduction and asset protection. Visit Humanity Financial Management online at humanityfinancial.ca. All right, we're back here with Mark Friesen. Um, So 
How do you know if it's something your organization should be taking on, public policy? Oh, I love that question. And for a couple of reasons. One is the reticent about having every organization assume they should enter public policy. And likewise, there's a lot of organizations I know out there who I think really should be involved in public policy advocacy, but are shying away from it. Mm-hmm. So I think really taking a hard look at your mission and saying, okay, to achieve our mission and to achieve the purposes that we've identified for an organization and even our priorities Is it important to have good public policy for that particular thing? So one example that we came across in our partnering work while I was at Vantage Point was uh, the BCSPCA in supporting their mission, which is healthy animals that are doing well in communities. I'm pretty sure I've butchered that mission, but it's it's something along those lines. (laughs) They realized it was really important to have policymakers make good decisions around animal bylaws in communities. That was going to have a huge impact on the ability for that that organization to achieve their mission. So they made the decision on that basis to get very much involved in public policy advocacy uh, in the the space of animal bylaws and, and regulations. For us at Vantage Point, we've been doing nonprofit capacity building across the province for a, for a very long time. And when we made the decision to get involved in public policy advocacy, it was out of a recognition that fundamentally our mission is to enhance the capacity of nonprofit organizations throughout the province. Well, there are a lot of public policy decisions that were had a huge influence on that. Mm-hmm and either positively or negatively. And so we realized, okay, we've got a lot of subject matter expertise around what makes a healthy nonprofit and the Mm -hmm. policy things that would make a big difference in the lives of nonprofits in different sectors. And so we wanted to start bringing that forward to government, making them aware of the things that would make a really big difference in the lives of nonprofits. So again, it was that reflection that for us, as an organization to achieve our mission at the time, it was really important to enter that that space. Nice. And what about uh, for folks who maybe aren't connected with an organization? How can they get involved with public policy work? I think for, yeah, if folks aren't involved in an organization, the first, similar to an organization, thinking of the phrase subject matter expert. So are there some areas where you could consider yourself a subject matter expert? And again, not leaning to formal certification necessarily. If you've got long or lived or specific experience in a certain field, you could be, you could consider yourself a subject matter expert. Basically, if you've got information that others would benefit from, and I think that lens of what would others benefit, what information do I have that others would benefit from, mm-hmm. um, a really good place to start. And then the next place to go is to find out who else is doing this. Right. So who are the other people who care about this thing and to simply do some relationship building. But then I would say for an individual is to be stepping back, maybe a step further than organizations and say, okay, related to this issue, what are the right questions mm-hmm. that we need to be asking related to this? organizations at that level, they've they've typically answered that question in the form of their mission. And that's what they're achieving. If you're just an individual and you're an expert in something and you want to contribute to public policy, you maybe haven't done that. And so relationship building and then as a group, stepping back and saying, okay, related to this thing where we've got some expertise, what is the right question we need to be asking when it comes to public policy? And then see where that journey takes you, both in an answer and who that means you might want to connect with and engage with. Right. And would you suggest that that individual maybe also get directly involved as an organization whose mission they actually enjoy or are really passionate about as like a stepping stone as well? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. And I would remind folks, I mean, there are that may mean connecting with an organization that historically has not done public policy advocacy. Mm-hmm. And if the area where you identify you have an interest in sharing some information or doing some advocacy reveals to you an organization that is working on those issues but is not doing advocacy, I mean, what a great match. Because then you could then work together with them to build their capacity to do public policy advocacy uh, with yourself as the lead. Right. So everyone should keep in mind, I mean, there's 29,000 nonprofits in, registered in British Columbia. So chances are, yeah, if there's an issue that you're passionate on, there's probably a group out there who's working on that, whether or not they're already doing some advocacy uh, in that space. Right, absolutely. 
And so you've kind of hinted toward this throughout the episode, but why is Vantage Point getting involved in public policy advocacy? Yeah, really, as I mentioned, it really stemmed back to reflecting on our mission and a realization that, gosh, for nonprofits to have strong capacity and be healthy, there needs to be a good public policy environment for them to do that. But in addition to that, I think what we realized was for the last, well, I was going to say five years, but even longer than that, you could think five to the last 20 years, there is a history of policy decision making in British Columbia that has occurred without strong input or without a constructive conversation with the sector. Mm -hmm. So provincial or municipal governments making policy decisions without a proactive dialogue in advance about what would be good public policy that would help nonprofits in different areas. And so thinking, you know what, can we set out, can we start creating a culture in British Columbia or practices where government speaks out and policymakers reach out proactively when they're contemplating policy decisions? Mm-hmm. The other thing is in BC, a number of significant public policy issues that have come up that have had a huge impact on the sector, where again, there was pretty limited interaction with sector leaders. So the, the examples that really catalyzed or made us more interested in doing public policy advocacy were the changes to the Societies Act in the province. Right. There was a consultant hired and some consultation done, but it was more of a listening piece. There was not a lot of co-creation of what the good public policy that would impact nonprofits under a new legislation for registration of a nonprofit society would look like. The employer health tax, when that rolled out, that had a huge impact on a huge number of charities and nonprofits and was announced without consultation. Now, after they announced the employer health tax, they did do some listening. And in point of fact, they did provide an exemption for charities and nonprofits in British Columbia across the board, which is what a lot of folks wanted. But it was done after the fact. So there was much appreciation for the sector for doing that, Mm -hmm. but it was a pretty bumpy road to get there. And so our thinking was, is there a more constructive path to to get where they landed in in that case? Right. And then currently, there's a lot of not-for-profits are, it's not a very positive environment for not-for-profits that provide services on behalf of government where they're contracted out to provide services. Okay. The government currently, in some ministries are issuing requests for formal requests for proposal, which is creating a competitive environment where nonprofits are competing against each other which is not really conducive to social innovation or partnerships or collaboration when it comes to dealing with complex social challenges facing yeah. communities. So right now there's one ministry, Ministry of Children and Families, that are looking at a different procurement practice. We would like to see a case where all the ministries are stepping back to have that conversation. Okay, what is a policy around social procure- or procurement of government services that would be beneficial to the non-for-profit sector, that would keep non-for-profits healthy and that would be conducive to collaboration and, and innovation? So those are kind of three public, specific public policy and things that have come up from British Columbia, where we just think it, at the time when we got into the work, we realized, you know, we're thinking this could be done a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so I think the work at Vantage Point is intended to improve that environment of public policy making when it comes to nonprofit sector. Great. And how would you say that if someone's interested in what Vantage Point is doing for public policy, how should they get involved with us? They should just phone us, look at the website. I mean, engage with us on social media. There's so many ways to engage with VantagePoint. And currently we're going to have, well, I was going to say two people, but really three people in the organization. So Allison Bruin, our executive director, leading a little of the public policy advocacy work. In January, we've got an individual named Omar Dominguez who will be starting in the role as director of government relations and sector development. And then he'll be working closely with Miranda Maslany. So contacting any of those three, uh, their contact information is on our website, but also speaking to Miranda about becoming a member with Vantage Point, because that's really the direction we've gone is to do public policy advocacy based on the direction from our members and from the organizational members of Vantage Point. So if folks are interested in that, you should speak to one of those three. Wonderful. And what do you hope Vantage Point can achieve in this area? 
Well, success for us would really be, and this is at a pretty high level, but really be two things. That public policies at all levels of government that impact how nonprofits are managed, governed, funded, organized, supported, support healthy organizations that can be here for the long term. So in other words, we see public policy that are conducive to healthy organizations. And secondly, that leaders in the nonprofit sector are actually involved in the proactive creation of public policies that are related to sectors. So we've seen that sporadically and episodically, but to see that on a more consistent basis. Those, if those two things could be achieved, we would that would be considerable success for Vantage Point. Excellent. And before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, that's great. I, I think I've, I've said it a couple of times, but just encouraging anyone and especially organizations that are really deep experts in a particular area of focus that have not done advocacy, Get out there and start doing that. There's no reason why you can't, and you, there's no one better informed than you. And policymakers, they really want to hear from you. That's excellent. Thank you for listening. Vantage Point is a not-for-profit organization based in Vancouver, BC, that works to transform not-for-profit leadership. Learn more at thevantagepoint.ca. We'd like to again thank our sponsor, Humanity Financial Management. And finally, we'd love to hear from you. Please rate this podcast or leave us a comment on your favorite podcast listening device. Thank you again for joining us from our Vantage Point. Thank you.